Hello, hello everyone and welcome to Kingdom Talk. And uh, it is a special uh, time here at the GMA to have Papa Jack and actually Mama Frida visiting us. Uh, something we have done now for the last six years. We've had a new year together. And so we're just actually finishing, I think, one of the greatest years that we've ever experienced, uh, 2018. And we have a lot of expectation as we're moving towards 2019, both the individual as a family, as well as as a family of families. So Papa Jack, it is wonderful, wonderful to have you here. Uh, and I just wanted you just to kind of just start to share a little bit what excites you uh, as we're moving towards 2019. You know, as you get older, and all of us are getting older at the same speed, so mm. there are stages of aging that are remarkable, but we're all getting older. Um, and uh, I'm excited about the Kingdom of God, and what we'll be discussing today is how important is it, mm. and uh, I'm just finding out it's more important than I thought yesterday. Yeah, I know that uh, we, we all have adopted this one life verse, Matthew 6, 33, and we're focusing on two verses for 2019 that we just, uh, one is Matthew 6, 33, which is of course, seek first, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, then all these things shall be added unto you. And the second verse we have been focusing on is also 1 Chronicles 12, 32, which is actually talking about the sons of Issachar who understood the time and they also knew what to do. So uh, I know that that's actually Matthew 6, 33 is one of those verses that is life verses that you're giving your life for. So just help us to understand the important for the individual, for family, finances for every one of us. How does it look like to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness? And what does it look like to see all these things that is shall be added unto you? And you expect me to answer that in uh, how many minutes? Two minutes if you have. <laughs> no, just joking. Okay. Take your time. We have a few I minutes. I'm delighted to do it. I think when we discuss anything, we need not assume that we know what we're talking about mm. if we don't define it. And certainly, I don't want to assume uh, a great knowledge about the kingdom of God, but I, I believe it's the most important thing in the world. How important? It's so important that it will mean, it will color, it will shade, it will give meaning to every other thing we can ever think about. So if the kingdom is important at all, it is all important. Mm. So what is it that's all important about the kingdom? Well, it's bound up in the word, kingdom. There is a king and there is a domain. So dom is a short of domain. So what we're talking about when we talk about the kingdom is the rule of God over everything and everybody for all time and eternity. And so we take off from there. And uh, those two verses relate in that we, we cannot know what to do if we don't know what we're about. And the kingdom is what we're about. It's what God is about. 
and what God is about is what we're about. If we're not about mm -hmm. it, we're out of order. So those two verses are set as the most important grounds of thought in the universe. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm gonna make one claim about the kingdom that may be shocking, and that is not only is it the most important thing, but it is everything. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's pretty huge, and maybe needs an explanation, but I'll, I'll just briefly explain. Uh, everything in the universe is explained according or has meaning according to its relationship to the to the kingdom because the kingdom is all that God is doing all that he's done and all that he will do and so we're we're in the greatest thing in the world but we're in the only thing in the world we'll walk all day in the kingdom we'll not have any thought that need be outside the kingdom we serve the God of the kingdom who created the earth and controls it and sustains it. And so that, that's a good place to start. So what's the next thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very, very good. And just uh, tell me a little bit, because I think that even when people are listening, I think we need to know a little bit about the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Bible says that the kingdom is not about eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace and joy in the spirit or to say it in another way the kingdom is in the spirit and when you're in the spirit righteousness joy joy and peace is the evidences of it so uh, but i just what is your relationship to the holy spirit papa i'm talking about now as a as a person uh, how well do you know the holy spirit <laughs> i know that's a good big question well i'd like to think i know him well but uh, i i know just a, a little bit and in a fraction is how much there is to know. But we, we must keep in mind that God has always been spirit and uh, God the, the spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Mm. And uh, that definition in Romans fourteen seventeen that you just gave, the kingdom of God is not stuff. It's not religious stuff. It's not how much you drink or what you can or what you can eat. It is righteousness, the lifestyle of God, what God's about, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm. So that backs up when it, the word in means that all we've talked about, everything we do, everything we think is in the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit moved on the face of the waters and and order came out of chaos in Genesis 1. Mm. So we meet the Spirit in Genesis 1. We meet the Spirit in Revelation 22. When the Spirit and the bride say, come, we meet the Spirit in the book of Acts. As Jesus said, wait, wait. Talked about the kingdom 40 days and then said, wait until you receive the promise of the Father. And uh, Luke mentions that, uh, uh, that statement again. And that was to mark the time when the Spirit came at Pentecost and empowered the church. So the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy, the, the righteousness is in the Spirit, the peace is in the Spirit, mm. one of the fruit of the Spirit, and the joy is in the kingdom. All of this in the kingdom. In is the, the great word of intimacy. So it's bound up in the Spirit. To talk about the kingdom is to talk about the Spirit, to give the Spirit primacy. He's the one by whom we're born again. He's the one uh, by whom we're made righteous. He's made 
Christ is made our righteousness. And so the Spirit is key in this. We need to know him every day. We pray in the Spirit, mm. and we live in the Spirit. We're empowered by the Spirit. We, we don't resist the Spirit. So it's an everyday relationship to the person of God the Holy Spirit, God the Father, and God the Son. So it's, it's important that we, that we keep balance and keep order uh, in, uh, in staying with the, with the core of the whole thing. Mm. The work of God as Father, the work of God as Spirit, and the work of God as Son, mm. bound up in the kingdom. Yeah, I was just thinking about a lot of people that they maybe have their new and a new year list of of all the wishes and desire for this next year, and sometimes even as we're facing different challenges or facing giants or something bigger than ourselves, I think so many times we forget about that that Christ that is in us, that is the hope of glory around us, that the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is actually living in us. Yes. And if we just had that as an awareness when I wake up in the morning and saying, good morning, Holy Spirit, it was a book that Benny, Benny Hinn wrote, but just that title, good morning, Holy Spirit. Yes. And then throughout the day, just being aware, because that's what Jesus did. He lived in such an awareness and such a nearness to the person of the Holy Spirit. And also depending so much on the power of the Holy Spirit. So I was just thinking about if we could just, on a daily basis as, as we're going through life this coming year, what would it look like just for ordinary people that lives in such a totally dependency, relationship, intimacy with the Holy Spirit? And, and what difference would that have in the way that we see and say things? <laughs> Well, it would be quite a, quite a different thing. I think the first thing in this issue of starting again, what a wonderful thing. I, I memorized a little, a little brace of poetry a long time ago. I wish there were some wonderful place called the land of beginning again, where all our mistakes and all our heartaches and all of our selfish griefs could be cast like a shabby old coat at the door and never be put on again. Everybody needs to begin again. Yeah. And uh, there's something magic about a year ending and a year uh, beginning, and we're near there as we're talking here. Uh, and I've decided to just have one resolution every year. Mm. First of all, I can remember it. And uh, I can't even remember the resolutions <laughs> I made last year, much less keep them. Yeah. So this is my resolution. Mm. Matthew 6:33 I will obey to the limit of my capacity to understand to receive blessing from God I will I will seek in every way to seek the kingdom mm. first and uh, his righteousness to discover that all the other things I might have decided and would lose them in the process of memory and so on mm. Uh, and he'll take care of that. So I, I, I would recommend that uh, when I pray for people, it has to do with, with their relationship to the kingdom, understanding and anointing and discernment and articulating, talking about the kingdom. So I, I, I just think it's a wonderful time as we, as we do this podcast, a few hours from the end of, uh, of 2018, and the beginning of 2019. It's just another day. There's not anything different about the day. 
but there's something magic about changing every letter you write and every mm. contract you sign. And we'll sign it for the first month, we'll sign 2018 half a dozen times and finally get used to the fact that it's 2019. But I'm more excited about 2019 than I've ever been about all the other years. Mm. And uh, the, the grounds for that lie in the fact that the kingdom is getting bigger and better and is being enhanced all the time of the, of the uh, lasting nature of the kingdom. Mm. There's no end. It keeps on growing. It's bigger, it's better. Uh, there's there's a, a greater knowledge of it. And so I'm excited about the kingdom because it's like looking at a new kingdom because yesterday mm. I didn't have as much knowledge as I have today, a little more. And I, in, in a little bit I'll introduce a word that I want all, us all to be acquainted with because in the middle of uh, my waking stages a few nights ago, that word came to me as a kind of a mystery. So I'm excited about making one resolution, one life verse for the rest of my life, and that's Matthew 6, 33. Mm. And all the other verses that attend to it have meaning. Come on. According to that. Yeah. I was also thinking that I think it's very important as people are looking, because sometimes we're looking behind us and one of the things that haunts or is actually a, a struggle when people have regrets so they often take the regrets from the past with them or there is fear for the future. So there's two enemies that I see of, of, of living now in the now moment, in the present and seeking for the kingdom. So it's one, one of the things the enemy does, he, he brings the regrets from the past. Absolutely. So I think it's one thing that we even want to encourage everyone to do is just if there is anything on the regret list, it's just go to the cross and let's just go there. And, and so you can start every single day new and fresh. And that's the beauty of the gospel. And when it comes to the fear of the future, that there's not going to be fear, but it's going to be full of hope. And that's what happens when you're capturing the kingdom because when you are seeking first, you, you're just watching actually. Now the responsibility is on God's. It's God's responsibility to add all those things unto you. But then I also see that sometimes shame, the enemy is trying to deal with shame of today, regret of the past, and then fear of the future. And I just felt practically speaking for people, if they could just uh, eliminate, just repent from anything from the past mm. so that they can look in the back mirror and all you have is good memory stone where you can see God's faithfulness. And he has been faithful so far. He has been in our lives. He has been in our family. He has been in our finances. When you look behind us, you can actually see in the past that God has been faithful. And when you're looking today that there is no more shame, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we're looking at the future is just full of hope mm. instead of fear and when it is hope you can start to dream and that's what I'm sensing it is an invitation for us to start to dream again and it's, it's, it's just a very very beautiful thing when you start to dream and dreaming with God in such a place that well we need the Holy Spirit we need one another so uh, what, what are you saying in regard to even for people not to carry any weight as we're moving into this we, but have, a, we have a term living in the moment only believers can live in the moment mm. the now with god because in essentially that's that's all we have right now yeah. now right now is a new right now because when i said right now first yeah. right then <laughs> yeah. now it's right now 
living in the moment means I'm free to commemorate the past but not commiserate the past, mm. not be miserable because of the past. So we're through with shame. And we're free to look forward to the future, anticipation. Mm. Or we can meet it with apprehension. Don't have to if we're living in the moment, mm. if we're living now in the kingdom. Mm. I will seek the kingdom of God now. And, and that's all I have. And the now in the kingdom means God rules. God has always ruled. He always will. He's not going to lose his place of rule. So I don't have anything to fear in the past, and I don't have anything to fear about the future. Mm. Regardless of what's going on in my world, I am free to live in the now, fully celebrate it, and fully anticipate mm. that that life with God and his rule will continue over the entire universe and the longer I live, the more joy he can bring into us and through us to the world. So this is nothing but a moment of living in the now, having been done with all that makes us miserable about the past, all of us that, that gives fear about the future and filled with anticipation. We can commemorate happily the past. We can anticipate happily the future. But we live right now in present celebration mm. of all that he is, which is all that he's ever been. And he's, he's proving to be enough, mm. the God of the enough. Wow. Hallelujah. I was just thinking about one. I mean, I know we are kind of changing a little bit direction here, but one of my favorite messages that you ever preach. And it's something that I remember my wife said, I remember that message over 40 years ago. So she actually heard you before I even got to know you. And in my office, I have this rod. And I just thought about that because even last year around the same time period and, and, and this morning, I thought about the same thing about the rod. And just share a little bit about the rod. And because I think that there's a lot of people that is going to receive even an upgrade right now. And I believe it is going to be a life message for this next year where people is going to just find out what they have in their hand, lay down the best of their ability and pick up God's ability. So do you mind just sharing? I just felt we had enough time to, that I feel it's a practical thing day by day that something tangible people can do in regard to the kingdom. And I think that the rod is one of the most beautiful visual way we can do that. Well, that experience of preaching that message has changed my life more than any message I've ever preached. And it's not original with me. I heard someone preach on it years ago, and they took off at the point of, of what is that in your hand. Mm. So the, the rod of God in the hand of Moses marked a moment in his life that was to, uh, that was to define his work for the rest of his life. And, and I encourage people to know that an experience is always waiting you that will be a part of defining the rest of your life. Mm. And as long as you relate properly to that experience, then your life will take on new and fresh meaning at every juncture in the life. So here is Moses. Listen, he's, he's pastored millions of people at one time, mm -hmm. and that's, that's enough. But he's about to take what's left of them. Many of them have died. All of them over 20 or 21, whatever it is, have died because they, they didn't behave properly and didn't enter in. I don't know how many he took in. Mm. 
but he was to take them in. And he was questioning God. Lord, who are you? Whom shall I say sent me? And many questions. And God said, what is that in your hand? Well, he knew that God wasn't asking something he didn't know. Mm. And by the way, when God asks a question, it's not that he doesn't know the answer. Come on. <laughs> so Moses gave the answer. Well, it, it's a rod. And he said, throw it down. In other words, what defines you? What mm. you're doing now? I want you to put down before me so that I can take out of it anything that's not me. Come on. So I say there's something about everything we're holding in our hands, if we're not careful, that will develop an affinity for evil. The enemy wants in it. Mm. If he just has a moment or a feeling or a, or a response, uh, he'll take off there. And he said, throw it down. And it became a snake. So I, I venture out to say there is something about the serpent in that which we have not thrown down to become God's exclusive property, the nature of the serpent, the, the evil, the, the sin. The, we've heard the snake hiss. And he said, now pick it up again. And I'm sure there was a question. We make much of this. But he reached down to pick it up by the tail. Mm. In other words, I'm sure he might have asked, well, God, <laughs> you know, uh, that leaves the business end loose. Oh, <laughs> why, why should I pick it up by the tail? And God might have said, oh, by the way, I'll take care of the head of this thing. Mm. You pick it up by faith, and I'll make it what, what it ought to be in your hand. From then on, that was the rod of God. Before it was the the rod of a man that could do the best that a man could do. And uh, he was a good rod swinger. He knew how to use it. Mm. He protected his sheep. He directed his sheep. He detected any evil. And he picked it up again. And it was this rod. It was the rod. There were thousands of shepherds' rods. But this was the rod that had become the rod of God. Before it could do only what a man could do doing his best. Now it is doing what God could do. So that rod was a tool from then on of bodacious miracles. And they, they came to the, uh, to the Red Sea. And uh, he said, uh, hold that rod up mm. and speak to the sea. I don't know whether he hit the water or what, but... It rolled up, the waters rolled up, and God had prepared a super freeway for them to walk across. And so they walked out of Egypt's land into a, into a new land. Got over there, and, and uh, the rod again closed the waters. Again, that was the key thing. Moses relating to God as the God of the kingdom. Mm. And that rod was a tool to release the kingdom power in any situation. And then you know the story. Uh, he smote the rock and water came out. And uh, so it's the key to supply. Mm. It's the key to, to opening opportunity. Then there was the key. The, uh, the enemy army came. And uh, the Amalekites. Uh, but Moses is ready. Mm. He holds up the rod. And, and the battle belongs to God as he holds up the rod. Mm. So I, I would ask people today, what's that in your hand? Mm. 
put it down. Oh, it's a wonderful job. It's a savings account. It's a life I've planned. Okay, put it down. Let God take anything out of it that he didn't put in it. Mm. Things that might have slipped in due to your mistakes or your carelessness. Put it down, then pick it up and operate in, it's really the name of Jesus. It's the, it's the magic word. It's the, it's the word that releases the power of the kingdom as he holds up the rod of God, saying by doing, my God rules. My God is a God of order, and I speak order into this situation. Mm. You know I could go on for hours on that one. Yeah, one of the things I love, just practically speaking, yeah. and I don't know, I think you know that I travel pretty much everywhere with a rod because yes. so many times I forget. And again, I woke up this morning with the same thought because in a moment you forget and you suddenly have all this pressure and you realize, say, wow, what do you have in your hand? Yeah. So it's just learning that or somebody's looking at their business or there's the health situation or here's what's going on in my marriage or here's what's going on with my finances. And at that moment, hearing that voice that says, hey, Leif, what do you have in your hand? And then at that moment, just to lay down that pressure and just letting the pressure go out, yeah. letting the pain and the suffering and all those different things get out of the rod and just lay it down. It belongs to you. I belong to you. And then to be able to pick up his ability, his wisdom, That's his it. power, his joy, his peace on a daily basis. It's just been so, uh, it's been such a blessing in so many different settings. And I have so many stories, testimonies of just what that practical tool has, even in last year, since last New Year, where you and I were sitting together. And again, you just reminded me, you prayed a blessing on January 1st. And that whole thing about the rod, I just had so much pressure as I was looking at 2018. And I remember that very day, I lay down the rod and get to do it again and again. And it's a daily thing. And then to pick up God's rod and pick up God's ability and his promises. But one more thing in regard to the rod I thought about, and, uh, and that has to do, which I think is so important for us. It was no longer enough just for Moses to have the rod. It was eventually he needed help because he even got tired. And I feel that there's a lot of people out there that are tired. And I know just in my own life that there's some health issues that for years you've been standing on it. And then you have not seen certain breakthrough, the sciatica or few other things that I've had as a struggle and and when you've been fighting that for so long sometimes you need somebody else to come alongside and say let me hold up the rod of God for you and that's yes. what we get to do for one another and that this is where I feel it is so important with a family in this season and we talk about kingdom family and that's what kingdom talks is all about is recognizing we are not alone and let's get somebody in your life and if you need wisdom let somebody come in and holding up the wisdom of God for you or if you need any struggle or if you need healing or what, let somebody else also come alongside and, and, and bring people together with you that can help you to hold up God's promises and God's prophetic words over your life absolutely and this is what happened to Moses in the ultimate battle with the Amalekites. It, the, the, this uh, figure you can buy uh, is, is one of the greatest selling uh, units. And it, it has Moses seated on the rock, mm. Aaron on one side and her on the other side, holding, helping him hold the rod up. And there will be times in our walk when we'll be so weak and we need to be sensitive about calling on someone to help us hold the rod of our faith, remind us of things we may have forgotten. And that, that's a very vital feature of the rod. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I do want to spend the next about five minutes, but I'm sensing that also uh, I, I do want to pray for people because I do sensing that there is a healing yes. anointing to break a lot of people's yoke, even as we are uh, standing in the front of this year. And I felt the scripture verse, hope deferred, hope deferred has made your heart sick. But when you start to desire again and dream again, it is the tree of life. And I just felt that there are some people uh, that even as they're moving in towards this year, some people, what has happened is they've had expectation, they've had hope, or they've had their list, or but things has not happened over a long period of time. And now I'm just even sensing that the, what God is going to do is heal hope. He's going to heal hope yes. to people, even as they're going towards this year. But I also recognize that there's also going to be people that they're not going to go to another year. There's going to be healing. And I saw specifically chronic pain. And I saw somebody with a specific neck condition that was actually happening an injury. And as a result of that, it's been this shooting pain and numbness that has been going down. And it's almost this nerve pain that has been going down from the neck. And I'm even feeling at this moment that that person is about to get healed. So at yes. this very moment in the name of Jesus I say be healed and I also sense for people that has been struggling with hope and it was almost like I just saw Papa God was just lifting you up higher and in the next moment your expectation level came back again and you started to hope again you started to desire again you started to dream again because what God is doing is healing the hope back again over your life so I'm just releasing at this very moment over you I just release hope, yes. hope, hope, supernatural hope just to come over you at this very moment. And you're going to start to see after the sunset, there is a sunrise. After winter season, whoa, springtime is coming. So I just bless you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And also for some of you, whether it's been a funeral of your dreams, a funeral. And some people think it's never going to happen, but I'm also seeing there's going to be resurrection of dreams that is out there. So I just speak at this very moment that the resurrection of your dreams, dreams that has been there and you felt, no, it's never going to happen. And you just buried that and you thought, no, it's not over yet. There's going to be some resurrection of dreams in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And here's the hope scripture. And the very God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be filled with hope by the Holy Spirit. Lay down the disappointment and pick up the one hope. Hope is not a, I hope, I hope, I hope. Maybe so, maybe no. It is a absolute belief in something that there's no doubt about. Mm. That's hope. That's biblical hope. It's going to happen. Healing is going to come. Better days are ahead of you. All the enemies God's already dealt with now. And we just need to say, I'm in. I'm in. I'm just sensing even the Holy Spirit is here right now. And But I also, I know that came for me, but I think it is also for the ones that are listening with it. Holy Spirit is just inviting us into a very deep intimacy and relationship with him. And I'm just even asking now, even not to, even waiting for tomorrow, not waiting for tomorrow, but just today and just say, Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, I want you. Holy Spirit, I want to be so one with you and let that dove just rest upon me. And I just want to hear your voice. I want just to see your face, feel your love experiencing your presence. So Father, I just 
even asking at this moment that their very spirit of adoption would just rest upon us and let us become a resting place for the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking for forgiveness myself for any time I'm grieving the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking for a super sensitivity to the Holy Spirit in this season. So that all that we do is that we're going to do what we see our Father do. And all we're going to say is what we hear our Father say. Just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. And Jesus says in John 17, 4, he said, Father, Father, I have glorified you here on earth. And I have finished everything that you call me to do. And I just bless each one of us to a lifestyle of glory that we will live in such a way that we bring glory to our Father. They're going to say, oh, that's your Papa. <laughs> that's your Father. So I thank you for that Holy Spirit. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for Papa Jack and Mama Frida. Father, I thank you for our GMA family. And thank you, Father, for everyone that is listening to this kingdom talk. I just ask that we're going to just see a new release of testimonies throughout this year about the goodness and the kindness. I thank you for the good news of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom, that it will be preached as a testament, a witness of testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. 